Let's pray for us. Yeah. Okay. Let me do it. Or... I can take it. Okay. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the breath in our lungs. And thank you for this opportunity, God, to show everybody the good and faithful God that you are. You have been faithful to us from the beginning. You have been there from the beginning, all leading us up to this. And God, we just stress none of us, all of you, God, none of our worries, none of our burdens, none of our anxieties, none of the pressure to do it on our own, God. Your Holy Spirit, please fill us and flow through us and let us have peace and calmness, God. And we're not gonna stop fighting and we're not gonna stop trying to, to do this for you, God, to build your kingdom. And we pray that our armor is strong and that the enemy runs away and he doesn't, if he's tempting us, that we stand firm in that temptation and that difficulty because yesterday was hard and everything was kind of coming at us, God. And we just surrender to you. And we know that even then, when it doesn't make sense, it happened for a reason. So we thank you, God, and thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your son. Ultimately, this is all about him and what he's done and bearing our our punishment on that cross, God. We come to glorify you and honor you in your name, Jesus. In the amen. name of Jesus, amen. Hi, I'm Gabby. And I'm Mariana. And this is She's Fruitful. We are a faith-based podcast that talk about all things Jesus, relatable experiences. We talk about our experiences and share our stories and, um, yeah, give insight and advice. Yeah, we definitely believe that the things that we've been through and the stories that we have can be super impactful and super helpful. So thank you for joining us on this journey, and we're excited to get started. Today, we're going to be going over Matthew chapter 4. So when life is going well for you, do you tend to feel closer to God or further from God? When life is going good for me? Yeah. Um, for me, personally, I feel closer to God. I know sometimes, like, other people say it's the opposite, like, you're fine, you don't have anything to pray for, but for me, it's like, I just know that this is from God, um, and I don't take it for granted because, like, when I was living for myself and, and kind of lost in control and all this stuff like I knew that it was me that's why when I spoke about it in the last episode that whenever I would like switch through the stations and right when it hit like Z88.3 um I would have to change it so fast because I knew it was me I knew that I couldn't face God and I couldn't face this the, wow. the decisions that I was doing so me like knowing that things are going good for me it's because of god and every time in my life that things have gone good for me and i felt more confident i felt like the best is because i was in my word i was uh praying i was giving like god was the center of my life and the times that i was in like like destruction basically like i was living like in low places and stuff it was because I was in control and I was Further. like having idols. I was mm. idling money. I was idling my social media status. I was doing all these things because I was trying to please the world. You know how you said like I was trying to please the audience of many and not the audience of one. But when I um, gave my life to Christ and started seeing that my life was going good, even like this unexplainable joy in the mm. chaos, um, I knew that it was God. It's not from me. Like, I didn't have that peace whenever I was living in Miami or living for myself. I was always filled with anxiety, filled with worries. And I, and instead of like praying and stuff, because obviously I didn't have God, I would be crying. I would be acting out on my emotions. I would be getting mad at everybody. I was getting snappy. And I, I wasn't realizing that 
with God, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the weight of the burden is always going to be there. But when God is helping you, it's just going to be lighter. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I love that how you even mentioned the, the opposite perspective too, because mm-hmm. I definitely was there when I was far from God. Mm-hmm. And like, when I life was going well, I yeah. didn't I didn't, I guess I would be more of that. Like when life is going well, I find it a lot easier to slip. Mm. Like when life's going good, because I'm, I think about it. Like I'm thinking about God all the time. I'm talking to God all the time. I have my little prayers that I like to say, but you know, that's where intentionality comes in. Because if I'm not being intentional about spending time with God, even when life is going well and every good and perfect gift comes from God. Yeah. So, but when life is going well, I am able to kind of just like, it's almost like putting down my cross. Like mm-hmm. I, I take it easy, but he says like the storms will come, yeah. you know, and that's why I'm also thankful that I get to truly feel his presence and goodness in that, in that sorrow, yeah. like when I'm hurting and the hurting that's not caused by my own actions, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think there's a difference, Yeah. but when it's just like pains of this world. And those struggles and like those hardships, if you're like fighting with your boyfriend or fighting with a friend or having family issues, going to God and having that alone time with him and feeling comfort in him, it's the closeness you feel and the peace you feel and that joy, you know, that joy in the chaos. And he, there's a Bible verse that says that that joy that you're feeling is the end result of your faith. That's how I you can feel that. it. Yeah, you can feel it through that hardship and through the struggle mm-hmm. because that's what you're going to have because, you know, when, when God comes back, he will wipe away every tear mm-hmm. and that joy is going to be always, there'll be no more sin, there'll be no yeah. hardships, the destruction, the pain, the disease, the the death and all of that. It's going to be gone. And so now we can get a glimpse of heaven on earth. Yeah, We can feel God on earth I through those trials. So much. It's kind of like that verse um, where where no thief will come to steal and no moth will destroy where your treasure where your heart is that's where your treasure is it's so good so when your when your heart is of things above that is where your treasure is going to be um in james chapter 4 verse 7 it says submit yourselves then to god resist the devil and he will flee from you Mm. and it's true like you just have to just really submit to him and just know that his ways are higher set set yourself and set your mindset on things above and not of this world and submit yourself to God and the enemy will flee from you. I promise. It's in its spiritual war. Yeah. That word shouldn't be taken lightly. Like it is war. Mm -hmm. Like it's coming at you and it's coming at you hard. And that's Mm -hmm. why he says, stand firm that resists the devil. Mm -hmm. No, recognize the lie, recognize his voice. And that is what's going to give you the power. Yeah. Because if I'm not, I'm, if I'm not true to my convictions, and I don't truly understand my convictions, yeah, I, I'm gonna give in because mm-hmm. I have no why. Like just for the same thing, like sex out of marriage, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't really truly have a reason to not. At least for my case, I truly found my reason to not when I started to understand God, yeah. and I started to see why He said it was not because yeah. on my own. I thought it was fine. I yeah. thought it was okay. I didn't see a problem with it. I thought it, that's how we show love mm-hmm. to each other. And yeah. but no, that's a lie from the enemy. So battle those battle those lies with the word of God. Yeah. The the bread, the real bread, the yeah. of truth, of life, of the scripture. Yeah. So going yeah. on to we're going to begin in 
verse 17, Jesus beforehand like begins his ministry and Mm -hmm. he starts to preach to the people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to touch on verse 17. You know, from that time, Jesus began to preach. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Mm, I love that because, and I love John the Baptist because he was so bold in his faith. Uh, John the Baptist would always say, prepare the roads for the, for the king is coming or the kingdom is near. And um, he was so bold. And that is exactly what we have to do. We have to repent. There's a difference between godly sorrow, sorrow and worldly sorrow. And godly sorrow leads to repentance. Um, godly sorrow is not worldly sorrow, right? Worldly mm-hmm. sorrow is, I'm sorry I got caught. I'm sorry that, you know, I did this to you like you're not you're just sorry that you got caught basically and then world and then godly sorrow is like i see the damage i did to you or to myself and i truly want to change and understand that repentance is an ongoing thing uh in john i think john chapter one verse 16 i'm not sure i don't (laughs) i'm i think that's like the the verse it says if you believe that you are without sin then you are deceiving yourself so repentance is an ongoing thing again we're human and we're imperfect and we're gonna come to fail right so i remember i came to you about something that i was like i messed up on about and i was like such a peter i was like i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this and then just like Peter, I ended up doing it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I literally just felt this shame come over me. And, um, but all I heard uh, um, was God telling me like, I'm your shepherd. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you the ways. This is, this is faith. You have to, you're going to like fail and, and make mistakes, but I am going to teach you the way. Don't, don't let this uh, have a chokehold on you because again shame can distance yourself away from god it can di- cause division between yourself and with god and yeah yeah we have to be really careful with that i'll never do that mm-hmm. i'll never do that thing because that's pride and god says pride comes before a fall mm-hmm. and that's when like thankfully god's mm-hmm. grace is good and he like redeems us but yeah and it helps us to look at people different and yeah. to when they're dealing with that sin instead of like being like i can't believe they're doing that i would never do that yeah it's just like you know you have grace you yeah, have you grace have for people yeah. um and for yourself and, yes definitely and and repentance is a response to god's holiness and his grace when we repent, his his promises that he gives us is not only to cleanse us, but it's to bring us that spiritual like refreshment. Mm-hmm. And the Greek word for repentance is metanoia, mm-hmm. and it means to turn around or to turn back or to change my mind or to change my direction. Yeah. And so when we repent, we're coming into agreement with God, mm-hmm. and it's really us going back to God. And that's what righteousness is. Righteousness is right by God or the justification, because mm-hmm. what Jesus brought us is just as if I've never sinned. Yeah. That's repentance. You know, He cleanses us. He says, "I I casted that sin, you know, as far as it's the east and the as is to the west." You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even though your sin is giving you like the color of scarlet and the red, like I'll make you white as snow. Like yeah. I'll wash you. I'll make you new again. Yeah. And repentance isn't complete without turning away from that sin and that that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because when we repent, you have to be genuine. I think some people think of repentance as like a shower. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to go do all this stuff, but it's okay because I can go repent. Repent. Yeah, it's not that easy. 
yeah, like you said, repentance is a change of heart. It's a change of direction. You see what you did and you try your best not to do it. And if you do end up falling into the temptation, give yourself grace. But again, know that God knows your heart. Mm-hmm. He knows your heart. And if your mindset, your intentions are good, yeah. he will know that. But if your intentions are bad, he will know that. Mm-hmm. So if you like abuse his grace, he will know. Mm-hmm. And But it's a mindset. You like When you fall into sin, that, that Holy Spirit will give you the conviction. And like, again, guilt is okay because, you know, that gives us the, the discernment to know that, you know, we, what we did was wrong. And that's fine. We understand that. But if we didn't have that conviction, mm-hmm. it's because we're trying to abuse God's grace. We really are. Exactly. And like you said, how God knows our heart. And this isn't to say once we repent, we're no longer going to struggle with that sin. Yeah, exactly. Um, but repentance is that conscious awareness and the action to make my thoughts and make the way I'm living to line up with that repentance. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm aware of that struggle. Mm-hmm. I'm repenting because I'm I'm truly trying to like fight that struggle. Yeah. And the that's just getting real with God, like coming to God and and getting real with Him and having a conversation. I think that's what helps me with like true temptation and when I come to repent is that I'm asking God to come help, come lead. Yeah. Like, please, God, I repent for this action. It's it, it wasn't right, and I need your help because I know what I want to do. I know what my yeah. flesh wants to do, but I need you to help me. I need you to help guide me, and that's giving God an invitation, and now you're giving God an environment to work because you're coming to Him with that humbleness saying, God, I don't know. Like, I don't already know, and I'm not, I'm not right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're God. And now he can come into our lives and he can give us that strength. But when we don't have repentance, like we don't, that's pretty much saying like, I didn't do anything wrong and I don't need you. Exactly. And touching on like, um, when you said that we're no longer going to like, it's not like we're going to no longer struggle with this sin. I think it was Paul. He even said like, I do what I don't want to do. And I don't do what I want to do Mm, because it's always, we're always in that constant struggle of like, okay, I want to go do this. I want to do this. And like little breadcrumbs are like, okay, this is fine. But then obviously you lead yourself into destruction when you like start eating those breadcrumbs, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's like we uh, do what we don't want to do. And it's because we have that constant struggle with our flesh. And that's why we have to deny ourselves and pick up your cross and follow him. Um, I said this in the last episode, but I said... Um, us as humans hate the fact that God is God, right? Yeah. Because we cannot be God. Mm-hmm. So, that's really the, good. but God being God, we don't have control. And that's why we have to deny ourselves mm-hmm. and pick up our cross and follow Him. Yeah, it's always going to be that opposite reaction. I, I, Me and my best friend were talking about this, and I was like, honestly, Ashley, always do the second thing you think about. Yeah. It's never do the first. Rarely yeah. ever do the first thing on your mind yeah. because we're in the flesh like this is our first that's what it goes through first it comes through our flesh it's the spirit second so we have to be like okay i know what my flesh is saying i know i want to like get mad or curse or do this or you know but my spirit is telling me to act this this other way you know and that's where you you get the strength because now i'm you start to feed what are you feeding what are you watering are you feeding your spirit are you feeding it with your actions, what you're taking in, what you're letting shape your your mind and your perspective and your choices? Like, are you really cognizant of that and aware of that? Or are you just like allowing anything to influence you? Mm-hmm. And uh, repentance is also so beautiful because it highlights confession. 
And when you confess something, you bring it to the light. If I don't bring it to the light, I am letting it fester in the darkness and it's going to grow and it's going to bleed out into everything that I do. And it's not able to, because he says, like, let's let Christ's light shine on you. Bring it to the light, speak it, say it, acknowledge it, because that's with our mouths. Our our words are so powerful. If I'm acknowledging that sin, now God's like, okay, now I could shine that light on that darkness that you've been struggling with and dealing with. And that's why we need community to be able to confess to those that we have trust in. Because I know when I fail or if I do something that I feel convicted of, I go to you or one of my best friends like Emily and Lexi and I will confess and I feel like a weight lifted off my shoulders like and you know you guys pour life into me and um I just find freedom in confessing and having community that you like whenever you're you know failing and Mm -hmm. falling that they're able to pick you up and be like okay like yeah, what you did was wrong, but I'm going to call you out and call you for hire because this is your purpose and we're going to fail. We're all going to fail. Mm-hmm. We all exactly. fall short yes. for the glory of God. But confessing is so powerful. I've, I've started to really like realize like the power of confessing mm-hmm. um, your sin and like the yeah. things that you're dealing with because when you when you bottle that up, like you said, it, um, it really... Just you start harboring like resentment towards yourself and like you don't know how to talk about it. You have all these thoughts like in negative thoughts like the like I said, life, um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what you think of yourself, what you say to yourself really can destroy you or build you up. Yeah. And that's, you know, when we're keeping it in the darkness, think about what thrives in the darkness. Fru- mm. Fruitless deeds thrive in the darkness like that shame thrives in the darkness. Those that that without bringing it to the light. We have no reason to stop it and yeah. we're just going to keep doing it. And it's a lot easier to slip. Like I can fall into that same temptation over and over and over again because I truly haven't acknowledged it. I haven't acknowledged the power that it has over me. I haven't been, you know, vulnerable or transparent. Yeah. And God wants us to be that with him and with each other. Yeah. And it, that reminds me of this verse in John chapter 3, verse 19. It says, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Mm. And so when you shine light onto darkness, it exposes what it is. So mm. when you, tr- you shine truth on like your sin, it exposes what your sin really is. So when you're trying to hold on to that darkness, because you don't want to get it, you don't want what you're doing to get exposed. Because the same thing, going back when I was like going through the the radio station going through that i knew that if i shown if i um lit light into the darkness of what i was doing it was going to expose what i was doing and like myself so that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah. now you have to confront yourself mm-hmm. that's why it's it's not easy it and people mm-hmm. live in sin for so long and we don't bring it to the darkness we don't bring it to the light yeah. because it's easier that way and if i bring it to the light now i'm faced with change mm-hmm. i'm faced with if i if i if i allow it to mm-hmm. if because we can even like confess and not allow it to change yeah. us because that's where that true understanding takes place yeah but it's i have to change my habits now i have to change the things that i i i love and mm-hmm. and and my my hobbies yeah. even the things that i find comfort in mm-hmm. need to change like the way i 
go to people for my source has to change like so much has to change and that's just it's just never easy easy. um but yeah that confession and people and how you mentioned fellowship and having that community and I think that's a perfect segue into the last section so yeah so Jesus calls his first disciples verse 18 as Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee He saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. And I love this so much because they dropped everything. The moment Jesus called them, they're like, bet, like, this is all I want. Like, I'm going to follow you. They didn't take their nets like, oh, hold on. I have to take my fishing Mm. nets because when you're trying to follow Jesus and you have a fishing net, like like, in their example, they had that fishing net dragging behind them. They're not going to follow Jesus the way they should be. They're going to be kind of pulled back, dragging that baggage behind them. You have to fully let go of everything that you're doing, of all the sin, of all your, your, you know, your past struggles, everything. You have to leave it and like follow him and trust in him. Yeah, exactly that. It's, it's the baggage. It's true. We have to really let go of our our previous lifestyle and I like how they dropped it so quickly because I think that they saw the truth they they understood mm-hmm. and we really have to understand what who Jesus is what he's done for us find that relationship with him because when you do it is worth dropping everything yeah it's finding that like that parable finding something so valuable in the field and selling everything that they have just yeah. to obtain and just to have this one thing yeah a point I wanted to make was that, you know, Simon, Simon Peter and Andrew uh, were fishermen. They were ordinary men. So you, you wonder, like, why did Jesus call them? So um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 29, it says, Don't sit there and think that God wouldn't use you. Call you to follow him because you are precisely who he, who he would call on. Um. God calls, he, God qualifies the uncalled. What? (laughs) Okay. You got this. God qualifies the called. He doesn't call the qualified. Mm -hmm. So don't ever think that because of what you've gone through in the past, just because you're in an ordinary Joe or whatever the case may be, that he wouldn't call on you. You have to, whenever God calls you, you drop everything and go. That This kind of goes back into repentance, but he says in the Bible, like, God is not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So mm-hmm. that being said, that is for all of us. So we are yeah. all called. We are all called for a higher purpose. Yeah. And that's why he uses ordinary people. Mm-hmm. And I love that because God's real. He identifies with our struggles. You know, he understands doubt. He understands worry. He understands all these things that can come at us. Mm-hmm. And it, it's about having ordinary people conquering that. Exactly. Real people finding real faith. He uses the weak to, um, what is it, to shame the strong mm-hmm. and the fools to shame the wise. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, it says, 
Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. Mm. So just because you think that you don't have what it takes, God will qualify you. Yeah. Like, no worries. And we didn't go through what we went through for no reason. You know, now that's what a testimony is. Wherever you're at, God has allowed this in your life. God is going to use it for the good. God is going to bring it full circle and things are going to start making sense. And that's why I don't have shame. Don't have all this worry or all this guilt because God's going to use that. And as soon as you're ready, as soon as you're ready to give it to God and as soon as you're ready to say yes to him yes. and his will, yeah. like you'll, you'll open the door to so much. Oh, yeah. And going to our first point, um, like kind of with the analogy of like they left their net behind. So leaving the past behind comes with a cost, right? It can mean leaving people behind, mm -hmm. leaving a job behind, yes. leaving whatever you're, you're, that's holding you back behind. Um, so, yeah, you are to leave your old life because your new life has begun. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more in that new life. And I love how he also says, you know, come follow me. So he's the example we get to follow. And to be a good leader first, you must know how to follow. Mm -hmm. And he says, I will send you out to be fishermen of people. Yeah. So Jesus really does invite us to use our gifts, our talents, and our testimonies to, to bring people to God, mm -hmm. to show people how amazing it is to surrender Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, it just goes back to how what what we did with that blood of Jesus because that's our second chance. Yeah, like it's right now our preset destination is hell because we all have fallen short, and yeah. that's not what God wants for us. Mm -hmm. Hell was not made for man; it was made for the Satan and you know his angels Same. and his demons. And it's only when we decide to to revel in it and love our sin and completely reject God mm -hmm. going back to you know how can we expect to live a lifetime without God and then we also should expect to live an eternity without him also yeah. so the third saying? point that I wanted to make was our response to the call right yeah here we see a very positive call they left the immediately at once they like mm -hmm. okay like I'm down like I want to follow you but then there's a parable of the rich young ruler right? Oh, I love that one. Yeah, where, um, you know, in appearance, on the surface, it seemed like he had what it took. People were like, yes, that is the man that he needs to follow Jesus. Like, he has everything. He's he's tithing. He's doing all these things. Like, he can be such a good, like, Christian. disciple. He's yeah, such Christian. a good Christian. Yeah. yeah. But once he asked Jesus, um, like what like what do i have to do to follow you jesus saw right through him he saw his heart wow. and he was like sell all your possessions and give to the poor and come follow me and he couldn't do it money was too important for him that that like that 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 idol was that the money was his like the idol in his life it wasn't jesus he didn't truly want to leave that past behind so in throughout the bible you see different um responses of how people res like yeah to the call when when god calls you um so yeah yeah when when i was first like called you know and i 
I felt God knocking on my heart, my response was not like the disciples. Mm-hmm. I wish it was because I wasted a lot of time. Yeah. But my response was, I'm going to just try it my way. Yeah. And I think that I know best. Mm-hmm. And we'll never really truly have happiness because if God is the creator of love, if he's the creator of joy and goodness and all these things, and I'm having um, a, a version of that outside mm-hmm. of him, I always like to compare it to like, not that there's anything wrong with like Ross, but <laughs> I always compare it to like, you know, you have like all the high end, like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, all that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's God. Yeah. And then we're going to go shop at like, Ross and said it's yeah. different you know like we have it's great it's good it, we can find what we need but we won't truly see what it looks like have what it looks like like actually like, and be, be able to embody that yeah you have a dupe and <laughs> through him like through Jesus we we have salvation we have forgiveness true free will so you can go from living a productive life to start living a spiritually productive life And it's so beautiful being able to have that. I want to make a note too, like we can serve God and fish for people right where we're at. It's in like our everyday life. It's in how we treat our families. It's in how we react in our jobs. Like we're supposed to be the the light on the the top of the hill, you know. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. And that is right where you're at. No matter what you're doing, where you work, your status, you can love God and show Christ's light no matter what yeah amen girl yeah and and if you start looking at these things like they're opportunities Mm -hmm. like these are opportunities everything i'm facing to show god's love yeah Yeah, like kind of if you see a server like having a bad day she's not doing well and like you know and she's not doing the best in customer service you don't know what that person is going through on their day day to life i remember watching kat von d's testimony and she said something that like really resonated with me she said that she was tattooing somebody that uh, i guess he accidentally killed his own son and he was living with that like burden right like imagine and so she was like and then he goes off in the street and then you don't know if something like somebody's going to be mean to that person and you don't know what that person is going yeah, through so what you do and what you say really really does matter yeah, and <clears throat> the biggest way that we can lead people to jesus is by our actions yeah because we can say it all the time that god is good god is great love him so much but Man, it goes back to that obedience. Mm-hmm. If I'm not showing people what it's like to follow God and what it truly looks like and to be that example, mm-hmm. then why would anyone take the time to believe me? Yeah. Like exactly. it's that's like, you know, I when I like I do jujitsu and stuff. So like if a white belt comes in and tries to tell a brown belt what to do, they don't know because yeah. they're not they don't know it. They're not living it. They don't know. Mm-hmm. So like as believers, as Christians, we can't go and tell the world how to act, how to respond, to love God, to, to stop sinning. If we're not truly like doing it ourselves and knowing those techniques, knowing how to apply it, having our armor on. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus says to overcome evil with good don't overcome evil with evil because obviously that's going to just create more evil you have to show the goodness even when people are being really mean to you it says um be kind because they will reap burning coals on their head exactly And, and that means like when you're kind to somebody and you know they they come at you at 100 swing and saying the most meanest meanest things most meanest the meanest things um and you just respond in such a beautiful kind gentle manner and your voice is just steady 
they will feel so much shame because they're coming at you mm. like saying the meanest things and you're just like are you okay like yeah. how can like what's going on and they'll be like because <gasps> you know you're not responding out of emotion yeah you're... and i think um no, you're going. um and i just want to encourage everyone too that and there's a song it's called another in the fire mm. like there's another in the fire standing next to you you know, he oh, he he, so he bore the cross. He carried the burdens. And if you ever forget your value, if you ever forget your why, if you ever forget your purpose, look at the cross. Mm -hmm. Look at the cross because Christ died for you. Amen. Christ died for me. Christ died for every single soul on this earth. And you will never look in the eyes of someone who isn't loved and adored by God, his creation. Yep. And, you know, I guess like one of the last things I want to say is that temptation is real. Mm -hmm. give yourself grace but also you know repentance is a change of heart mm -hmm. and god will see right through it if it's not like true so give yourself grace mm -hmm. and when you do fall into temptation know that he is your shepherd and that he's going to guide you in every step of the way he's going to be that lamp that guides your feet like every mm -hmm. step everything so just know he he's just so amazing he's yeah. like helped me through so much it's exactly. crazy yeah and you get you get strength from it like yeah. it, now it's easier to attack those sins and attack it aggressively yeah. because you know why exactly you know what it's for you know what it's doing you know that it's not only going to reap benefits in your life but in everybody's around you and mm -hmm. you will be blessed on this earth but also blessed in the next amen mm. amen girl well this is great <laughs> okay, thank you guys for tuning in um don't forget to like and subscribe and as well as um yeah follow us on instagram tiktok <laughs> and stuff yes. all the platforms yes. yeah and thank you just so much for again just being with us on this journey and taking the time to listen we truly love everybody that has supported us and we're so looking forward to everything want to close out in prayer? prayer yeah i was gonna say if we can pray <laughs> so cute okay Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the air in our lungs. Thank you for the health that we have. Um, I pray that the things that we talked about today resonates with people. And not only that they listen to what we had to say, but actually apply it to their lives. That it actually resonates with them and that they are able to to follow you and have you in the center, God. I pray for each and every person that is listening to my voice right now that they give themselves grace, that they understand your love, how much you love them, God, and that it only takes a change of heart. And I know that's not easy, but putting your, you know, picking up your cross and following you is the best decision that they will make in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, I pray for this podcast that your hands are all over this and that every time we do an episode that it is you speaking through us, that you give us the words, the instruction, the discernment and conviction. Um, yeah. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.